I had like this expectation of looking like more like tomboyish, more like masculine, in which I don't think I mind sometimes, but it's not really who, what I think I am. Like, and that's that's something that I like realized when I was like in gay clubs and stuff that it's either you have to either be really femme or really masculine or else people are just like, like what are you? And that kind of made me like feel a little sad because I, I never felt like even there in the queer community, I belonged. So it was kind of like rough. I guess my mom was always trying to put me into dresses as a child. Um, and my <laughs> mom put me in like tights and a dress and like a little bow tie. And um, I hated that. And so when I got to school, I took my tights off because I was like, I'm so cool. Like, I just want to dress the way that I want to dress. My mom was like, that is not how a lady dresses. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was more like a, a way to perceive my identity. So. Welcome back to the Let Me Be Perfectly Clear podcast. I'm your host, Beth, and this podcast is filmed on solid territory at the University of the Fraser Valley. We are also here in the studio at Civil Radio, CIVL 101.7 and CIVL.ca. Today, I had two very special guests, Deanna Blanco. She's an illustrator, an animator, and astrology seeker from Colombia. You can follow her Instagram at Deanna Blanco Art and Amber K. Hawks. Uh, she is an animator, Libra, and weather lover from Calgary. You can follow her Instagram, this underscore is underscore no no underscore art. I hope you enjoy. So this is a very exciting episode because for the first time we have two guests here today. Uh, I'm super excited to have both of you. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah. And well, thank you, yeah. Beth. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're so enamored to be here right now. Um, I'm Amber. This is my beautiful girlfriend, Deanna. I'm Diana. Hi. She's my girlfriend. <laughs> we, we love each other. Um, Deanna's from Colombia, and I'm from Calgary, Alberta, and we met in Vancouver, and here we are. We're living our best lives ever since. I love Amber. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say after that. Yeah, so um, I actually originally just reached out to Deanna about coming on this podcast because I was really interested in hearing more about your experience growing up in Colombia and what that was like for you because I, we, we've talked about it a little bit before and it sounds like it wasn't the best time or best place to be a queer person. You both can tell me a, a little bit more about your experiences growing up and how that was and we can kind of compare and contrast, you know, Calgary... Yeah. Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think personally, I knew that I liked girls from a very young age. I knew, like, since, since I was like nine, that I liked girls. But I realized, like, around me, there was not even a choice for that to be a different, like, like for me, like, I could like them, no. And I was, I think it's because it's surrounded by a lot of, like, religious beliefs, at least when I was, like, younger, it was. And there was sort of kind of like an expectation for me to look a certain way and, be feminine and I think I had a rough time and when I was in school I saw like one kid that like was very like flamboyant and kind of like out and he got bullied a lot so I don't think I I felt very comfortable coming out at all or even thinking about that I was gay until I was like in ninth grade and I think my brain was like okay what are you doing you're f-ing gay so uh, <laughs> I think um, I didn't like 
choose to come out, I think I would just caught. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, surprise, you're gay. <laughs> no, but like I, I genuinely had my phone like laying on somewhere with a conversation with the chat open that I shouldn't have left there and then my dad read it and I was like oh yeah she's my friend question mark and then <laughs> well you know how things just turn out to me coming out to him thankfully my my dad's a very like open-minded guy I guess for his age if you would like to say that and he was very loving afterwards and I think to this point he's so excited to meet Amber which, by the way, he'll meet in, like, six days, so <laughs> cheers on that. It's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. But I guess, as to me, I'm going back to an idea, sorry. Um, I think when I came to Canada, I could feel the, you know, the contrast. I could feel that I could hold her hand outside and be, like, totally chill about that. I'll be like, okay, I, I don't feel like people are literally, like, looking at me and thinking, like, naughty things and weird stuff. I, I just felt, like comfortable doing that or maybe dressing in a more tomboyish way without feeling like oh why is she dressing like that oh oh let's look at her like I think difference in Colombia when I was like a teenager was very like it will stand out a lot if you didn't look like very feminine and like very straight up bitch. I don't know <laughs> so um that's a little bit about my experience regarding that I think I'm very thankful right now for what I've like accomplished as to you know, be more comfortable talking about it out loud. <laughs> and she's looking at me. <laughs> and I don't know. I think for my, like, grandparents, right? I think it's not, it's still not something that I will, like, talk about with them. Because for them, truthfully, religion is very important. And then I think they, they just don't accept it in the same way. They think it's, you know, sinful and stuff like that. So I just... We tried to still bond and be in, like, the same space together, but we did not, like, speak about it, no. And it's sad because I feel like if I was just open, uh, like, about it since I was, like, a little kid, I think I would have been able to find my identity sooner <laughs> mm. and then maybe don't taboo it as much as maybe I did uh, when I was, like, you know, 16, 17. I was like, no, I don't like that. I, I hate it. Like, I was masking so much. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair I think everybody should just be able to express themselves and you know just be free <laughs> yeah definitely definitely it's so hard when especially when it's such a big part of your identity and you're trying so hard to push it down oh yeah yeah you can end up really um it really damages your self-esteem I feel like so I'm glad that you were able to accept that part of yourself and like I mean, I see you as a very confident person now. I don't know if you see yourself that way, but... <laughs> I see it, I see it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> yeah, so it's really good to see that. Um, and how about you, Amber? Like, uh, how was... I know Calgary is kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of yeehaw. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> it's definitely yeehaw. I felt like I, I grew up in divorced households, so I would go to my mm. father's house and I would go to my mom's house. Um, we'd share 50-50, so I was never really in one place at the same time for very long. But I, I grew up reading a lot of Lady Gaga magazines, I will tell you that. Mm. And it really evokes something within me. I um, <laughs> identify as bisexual now <laughs> because of Lady Gaga. I will say that. But um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really know what I was repressing until I got to the point where I was like, oh, I can really date that girl over there. So then I did start dating somebody who was 
female presenting at birth. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a beautiful experience, but things didn't really end out well. And then I met Deanna, so no complaints. But yeah. Um, How old were you in that first relationship? I want to hear about your first relationship as well. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 16, 17. Okay, so high school age. So high school, yeah. basically. Um, yeah, you know, typical things where I would like run off with them and not see my parents for like a week because I was with this other person. Um, it was okay. I had a lot of firsts in this relationship, so it was kind of like exploring new grounds. Um, there was a lot of stereotypes that we beat. I know that like we'd get discriminated a lot in Calgary because it's yeehaw, as I mentioned. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I thought that we were very true to ourselves, so we didn't limit everything that we were doing together. So it made me who I was today. And I'm very comfortable sharing my life with Deanna. So. That's Yay. really awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that you were able to overcome that discrimination, especially as a high school girl. Like, it, it's really <laughs> hard to stand out like that sometimes. So, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like there was also that religious aspect that was mm-hmm. hard to overcome. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself religious just because you know things happen. But um, it didn't really restrain me but there was always that feeling of like say I come out to my grandparents in Quebec they're very religious but they're also pretty accepting so there's also those kind of like counterparts together so how about you Diana your first relationship uh okay so shout out to whoever was in love to their with her best friend at school because that was me you're the real one I, I, if you're seeing this, please go away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, um, I think it was the fact that I was like avoiding it. It's my best friend at high school, you know. So she is very straight, but it's it's the fact that I don't know. We were playing like some truth and dare game, <laughs> and then I would just like dare to give her like a kiss. I was like opposed to that. I was like, ew, I don't want to do that. I'm not gay. Please go away. But then you know. It was only me trying to avoid actually having some kind of contact in that way. And then when it happened, it really opened my eyes. I felt like my heart like fluttering. I felt like butterflies. And I was just like, okay. Um, I think after that moment, I think I I opened my mind entirely. And I was like, oh, so I'm not asexual. I'm actually just very gay <laughs> so um I opened myself right in that moment I think I talked with other people I kind of like introduced myself to a more queer environment that even if it's Colombia let me tell you there's a lot of gays in there too so <laughs> I I found myself like a very queer group we started to you know hang out go like maybe dance maybe go paint like kind of like that environment and then like my first like important girlfriend I think I I saw like a future for myself in that like way. I think we really connected. We had like a very uh, same like way of thinking. It was like when I was already in university, so I was already like 19, 18. Don't ask my age. I'm old. And the point is that <laughs> um, we we lasted for a fair amount of time, like a year. And I think I don't know. It it helped me understand what I wanted for me. And I think bonding over trauma with Amber <laughs> really is what I think makes us so like compatible in a way because we understand where we co- come from and the same kind of like traumas in our families like I have also 
split up parents. It's okay. <laughs> and I think just, you know, seeing the two sides of a story, it's something that I think for us as a couple is very important. I don't know when we hang out with people and stuff. We are never like, oh, yeah, we have to do this. We, we like to hear both sides of a story, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, we're kind of those people that really like the gossip. Let's say we're <laughs> in a restaurant and um, we're silently eating because the table beside us is arguing. We've, we're very involved. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dinner in the show. How could you not? Feel free in this yeah. economy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, it's fun. And I don't know, I... Something that maybe I... I shouldn't mention, yeah, I totally shouldn't mention it. Uh, it's that I think maybe in Colombia at the time where I was going to these, you know, queer environments and stuff, queer, I I think there was some kind of, like, expectation to the way that I should dress because I am more like a masculine slash dominant slash hot uh, slash uh, <laughs> energy. <Yeah>. I think <laughs> I think I I had, like, this expectation of looking like more like tomboyish, more like masculine, in which I don't think I mind sometimes, but it's not really who, what I think I am. Like, mm. I think I am very versatile with how I like to dress. And that's that's something that I like realized when I was like in gay clubs and stuff, that it's either, you have to either be really femme or really masculine or else people are just like gonna look at you like, what are you even doing here? Like, what are you? And that kind of made me like feel a little sad because I, I never felt like even there in the queen community, I belonged. So it was kind of like rough. In here though, or maybe it's, it's because it's more like progressive right now. I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> that I found myself identifying more like queer. And I think there's some days that I can definitely dress up more like masculine and then other days more like feminine. And I think it should be like, I, sh I shouldn't be like shame for that, which Sadly, I have to say, for my previous girlfriend, kind of like did, like, when I decided mm -hmm. to dress up more, like, girly or had, like, kind of, like, yes, <laughs> yeah. like, reaction, she would be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you acting this way? And kind of, like, it was kind of sad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you have experienced that, but. I don't know. I feel like I, I just dress up. I don't know why. It's something coded within me or something. Maybe it's because I'm gay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The doctors can't Bruh. diagnose it. So I don't know. I've never really felt restricted. I guess my mom was always trying to put me into dresses as a child. Um, I remember I remember once I went to school, like a normal civilian would do, and my mom put me in like tights and a dress and like a little, you know, a little bow tie. And um, I hated that. And so when I got to school, I took my tights off because I was like, I'm so cool. Like, I just want to dress the way that I want to dress. And um, yeah, I don't know. I felt discriminated because my mom was like, that is not how a lady dresses. That is not how that's supposed to happen. Mm. And I just, I didn't see it that way. I thought it was more like a, a way to perceive my identity. So, yeah, strange. Yeah, I actually also was... Um, raised so religiously that I only wore skirts and dresses for like the first up to like six or seven years old yeah, I um, and I mean I liked it like I loved dressing femininely that was never something that bothered me as a child but then going through puberty and like also discovering um, that sort of queer part of myself uh, I, I did like a full 
switch where I started trying to dress more masculine and then you know eventually you settle and you realize like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't put yourself in a box and you shouldn't let other people put you in a box you should just dress how you want it's well said of course well yeah I guess um even through the restrictions you know of like being told what to wear you can always kind of shine through and see exactly what you want to wear so I'm glad we've all found that I don't know but as for the Latin community it's kind of like this misconception that we are all not gay <laughs> and we're just like all these la- latina and i don't know why it's just strange but i let me tell you there's gays everywhere everywhere <laughs> so, we're all oh, around yeah. you we're in your walls <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so i don't know sometimes people like when they found out about my sexuality after like knowing that I'm Colombian, they immediately will go to a place like, really, I didn't I didn't know you could, you the and then they just have like a brain fog about thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's totally possible. <laughs> so uh, um, I don't know. I I I like to think that the future is like showing more like I don't know like a open mind regarding like wherever you come from thing, but I know. As like for Colombia, no, it has still has a long way to go because still very like traditional country. But I don't know. I, I went to the Pride every year, so. <laughs> so there, there was a Pride parade this in pride. Colombia. Oh, and it's a good thing. It's a it's a very massive thing. Like I think, mm-hmm. the same way that you will think about like a carnival or like a party, Latin party, mm-hmm. is the same. It's everybody's happy. There's music. There's uh, a lot of like different. I don't know, I guess brands that want to, like, show that they, like, oh, yeah, support sponsors. the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think one of the first, like, experiences that I had was going to one in Colombia, where I saw so many people that actually belong to the community, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm not the only one that is gay that <laughs> finally, <I'm> here. Finally, <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know, I met a lot of people in there, and there was always room for, like, also queer artists to, like, present themselves and, like... There was more than one occasion, like, one of them, like, came out. And it was great because nobody will know. Like, I don't know if, you know, Connie Garcia or Pablo Alboran, but queer people. Anyway, (laughs) and they're very talented and they didn't come out after, you know. I think it's because media sometimes wants, like, artists to be in a certain way. And then later on, because they're already, like, famous, they can actually find a platform to do that. Mm -hmm. and, And they did that. And I felt very proud because I... I like Kenny Garcia a lot, and I she always looked so straight to me. So yeah, another win for the gays. Woo! Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. So there was like definitely a queer presence in Colombia, um, but I'm curious to hear about your decision to come to Canada and what kind of influenced that. Like, was it just school, or did you want really crave that? environment where you could be more open about yourself well definitely I I think I had a plan for like a long time now I think since I was like in my other university I did graphic design at major and I (laughs) I don't know I was like 20 and I thought to myself okay maybe I could go on an exchange maybe I could go and go somewhere else and then I had this conversation with my dad and he's like oh wait what what are your options what do you want to do then I thought about animation. I thought about, I like animation, I like to draw, I went to 
tell stories that come to life and can make people smile. And I think when, like, Canada came to, like, you know, the table and I talk about it with my dad, we were both like, okay, this is a very progressive country. Like, I think I could get married here and it would not be as a taboo as it is maybe in Colombia. But also, it has a very, like, large diversity of, like, kind of, different kinds of people coming from everywhere, which I I also appreciate because if you go to Colombia, there's like a very, the same kind of like people all the time. Mm -hmm. In here, I've met people from different religions, from, I don't know, different ethnicities, different like ideals. And I, I, I like that. I feel it has helped me a lot to not be so much in like a little bubble, but actually <laughs> understand more about the world, which, which is in the end what I wanted to do. And I think... It was not, like, a disappointment. It hasn't been. Like, you can see, I'm with Amber now. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm very happy. I, I like to tell her that I came here only to find her. She tells me often <laughs> that she has found me. Like, she came to Canada searching for me. <laughs> I doubt that's the case. But she found me, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, we just... Um, for everybody wa that wants to know our love story, basically... We're in love. Yes, love. We're in love. Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> we went to Vancouver Film School. Shout out to the folks in Vancouver Film School. Shout out to Jim. I miss you. <laughs> is he going to watch this podcast? I'm going to recommend it, hopefully. Oh, yeah, we'll, he'll, he, hopefully the community is going to see it. There's oh, a yeah. lot of queer community over there, too. So um, we're happy to represent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, we became friends first there. And I think that's very important for me, first, to be able to be like friends with someone so you can actually have that bond for at first, like best friend bond, and then it's like, oh, I actually love you. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, I think that's what, what happened. I think I said I, I love you first. Yeah, I did. Okay. Guilty, uh, yeah. <laughs> In 4K. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> I, I did. I, I think I just knew inside of me I didn't want to, like, admit it, I guess. I was just like, no, I came here to study. What am I doing? And then I just couldn't hold it anymore, and... The rest I is history, I guess. The rest is she asking me mm -hmm. to be her girlfriend in, in, well, in the pride. Yeah, it's funny because Deanna wanted to be my girlfriend and she asked me, but I had to like <laughs> sit on it because I was just coming out of a two year long like relationship that we mm. broke up. So I was still feeling things, but Deanna's been so present through that time. And during, we were headed to Pride. We were going to the Pride Parade. We were um, running. <laughs> yeah, we were running. We were late. Um, as we are, we're gay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I guess I, I wanted to be her girlfriend at Pride. So it's so special to us. Aww. So I think in a month, precisely, we're going to be a year together so it's one like year. Ooh, it's whoa. exciting whoa whole year whoa, whoa. <laughs> so <clears throat> i was not expecting to you know find like a relationship that like fast <laughs> but i i think it was just meant to be and it just like made it more clear to me that i was going in the right way because I'm, i feel like i'm discovering myself every day a little more and i feel very fresh to have like her perspective as someone that you know grew up here i think she doesn't have that much of like stereotypes in her head i don't think she she feels like i'm less or more gay if i do certain things i just she just lets me be which i appreciate and there's not a lot of like social expectations either like i have to look and behave and be in a very box way i don't know so 
yeah, I am. I'm totally proud of making the decision to come here. I hope that I can stay, but um, just currently wanted to graduate from animation and see what comes out of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, definitely, it's very cold in here. <laughs> okay, I was told that, and and yes, it is cold. But um, I I don't know. I I think I like the concept of like seasons of like having winter and fall and like uh spring i i think in colombia because it's always spring i think everybody's like happy all the time and kind of like in party mode all the time mm -hmm. so i feel like it's good to have those like different times because it allows your brain to kind of go and like experience each state of mind which i think is so like new and fresh for me i think when it's, it was winter last last year I could have more time to have like introspection for me and kind of like think about what I've been doing this year, what I want to accomplish rather than just being party mode all the time. So I think <sighs> that's a really interesting perspective. <laughs> I've never heard that from anyone before about oh. like the seasons because, yeah, like, I mean, I've lived in Canada all my life, but mm -hmm. every time winter comes around, I mean, I, I don't mind the cold weather. I actually prefer it to hot weather, but mm -hmm like Canadian the wintertime depression is just so annoying sometimes mm -hmm. and it's like i don't want to have to deal with you know not wanting to get out of bed because the sun's not up mm -hmm. and like it's just <laughs> everything gets, slows down kind of um but you're right like it's a good time to just kind of like chill out a little bit and stop being in party mode mm -hmm. and introspect and that's that's a really cool perspective thank you you know, I like uh, to think about balance. I, I think that's, like, key in my life. Like, I think I have a tattoo here that is a sun, uh, like a sun in a moon. And it's kind of representing that for every time that there's a lot of, like, sun, there has to be, like, also the night. Like, there's not, like, life cannot be just always the same. Like, that's not how it wo works. So I think it's the same with, like, seasons. I think it's very beautiful when I saw, like, I don't know, it was very sunny and then out of nowhere the the leaves turn red and everything starts going like to fall mode. I was like very like mesmerized. I kind of kind of actually cried the first time. Also, when I saw like snow, I cried too because I've never seen that before. So I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. I can't, I don't know. Maybe it's because yeah, I've never seen it before, but it's beautiful. <laughs> yes, the snow is beautiful. <laughs> it's lovely. I remember when I took you skiing. Oh no, let's oh, not yeah. talk about that. I, uh, I work oh at no. Mountain, so Jeez. it's easy for me to just go there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Deanna has never skied in her life before. I'm just going to teach her. But then, of course, there's a stereotype where it's like, if your partner teaches you how to ski, you're going to break up immediately because really? like, it gets like stressful and intense. Oh. Like, get up. No, put your feet together. <laughs> no, bend down more. But, uh, bend down more. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was PG. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I guess we we overcame all of our struggles while I was teaching her how to ski. <laughs> and it, it came to the point where um, it was very late at night and Deanna was in the middle of the run doing a <laughs> snow angel. <laughs> oh, so nice. Yeah, just God bless. So we've done that one before either, so. <laughs> Living our best life. <laughs> I think what, she was very, like, good. I don't know if that was a first date, but let's just say that it was as friends. And then she was very, like, patient you know like i fell down so many times that i was constantly not doing the flips or whatever that she was doing like, Whoop. Whoop. she was like she was having fun and then i was just falling all the time so i think <laughs> you still had fun i i had fun <laughs> I, 
we should repeat. Maybe this time I won't fall so many times, but like I appreciate that she was so patient with me. I really am. That's so sweet. So, Diana, one Hi. of the first times that I hung out with you, actually the first and only time that we've really hung out. <laughs> gotta do that more. Yeah, we gotta. Um, <laughs> you asked about my astrology chart, which I I love astrology. I'm not like one of those like super fanatics it's like oh my gosh like what sign are they you know um but i find it really interesting and i think it lo- it gets a lot of like slack for no reason dumb 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 um <laughs> so i'm curious to hear more about your astrology journey and how, what got you interested in it and like why do you believe in it you know oh my god that's the best question in the world i think i feel like i i love astrology so much that I don't care if people have, like, bad stereotypes about it or, like, backlash it and be like, oh, no, that's just, that's not true or that's just an esoteric thing. I think it's very, like, a deep concept for me for, like, a very young age. I think I was, like, in, let's say 10th grade, probably, where someone just asked me, hey, what's your zodiac sign? I was, like, totally clueless about that. I was like, uh. And then, I don't know, I, I researched more about it. I think curiosity is big part of my personality mm-hmm. personality trait and <laughs> i um i don't know i investigated more about it i always felt like i think i'm not very religious but i'm very spiritual which is kind of like in the same head but not really i think it's it has to do with the the fact that i think it's very beautiful to think about astrology as like a guide for you to like help you understand yourself a little better and kind of like maybe be aware of things that you could improve on or kind of like you know have in consideration we take some decisions in your life I think and if I were to describe what it is it would be like you you think like a screenshot of the sky when the in the moment that you're born kind of and then kind of like see it as a map and then you understand what each planet means to you and kind of like the energy that it represents in your life whether it's kind of like a very mundane thing, kind of like your love or your physical like attributes, kind of like stuff like that. And then I, I find the metaphor that as closer the planets are to the Earth, the easier to understand them is. And then as farther they go, they're like kind of more complex and kind of like harder to understand. I, I like that a lot. I think it's kind of like a human body represented in like the planets mm-hmm. and then kind of like the closest it's to here is kind of like from here to the outside and then it's kind of like I, I think it's so beautiful <laughs> and I think Amber and I are very compatible it's <laughs> another another thing about astrology you can find out your compatibility with other people based on your charts I think it's also understanding in what things you might not maybe resonate that well <laughs> and kind of like understand that it's just something that it's in you that you can like <sighs> let's say i'm gonna give an example right now oh boy. <laughs> okay okay um, we're gonna talk about mars now kind of like random but i'm just gonna do that and it's like a the planet of like passion of like energy sexual communication stuff like that and i think if there's someone that has a very docile very like romantic kind of like zodiac sign in there as to for example pisces in mars i think it will be very compatible to have a mars that it's like the opposite of it kind of like a fire one or maybe an air one kind of like uh that could 
give the person what they literally are seeking. If both of them are very like in the same kind of like channel or energy, it could be that both of them are lacking kind of like that different energy in that way. I don't know. Um, if it was like Aries and Pisces, fire and water, I think it would be like complementary, very dominant energy versus a very docile and submissive one. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's just interesting to see. And I don't know. Mm, I think, for example, a Gemini in Mars. It's kind of someone that is more like into someone that is smart, kind of like that goes in your mind first, kind of like gives you, I don't know, some data, <laughs> some random facts about life, and then you you feel like, oh, my God, this person's so smart. I kind of want to <laughs> them. <laughs> hey, <Whoa. yo. laughs> Sorry. But, like, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I mean, kind of like, I don't know. It it doesn't have to be in that way. We can talk about other things, but we know people want to talk about sex sometimes. So it's, just, it's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> Looks to the camera. Looks to the camera. I know. I know, I know. you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I briefly wrote down some notes about like Amber's and I Burchard, and I wanted to share some like information there. Maybe you can you have that at home, or maybe you <laughs> and later on you can find about it and kind of like understand it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we just want to specify that it's very personalized. So, like, some of these won't, like, necessarily go towards you and your birth chart. So, it just, it's also a very common belief that if someone tells you, oh, you're a Gemini, that's all that you are. When in reality, there's, like, a whole combination of, like, zodiac signs that you have in your chart. And perhaps Gemini is the the little one that you have there and you actually are full of other ones that are more like potent so let's just say it that way yeah yeah i think that's definitely uh one of the reasons i find a lot of people don't like it they're like oh like you know you can't just generalize people like this but yeah like you're totally right when you actually see your specific chart with all of the th- there's like seven planets oh eight. Uh- I think there's uh, nine. Oh my nine? god! Don't put oh. me on this part right <laughs> now. <laughs> cut it! Cut I it now! Cut it! Arts program? We don't know numbers. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I think there's seven. Um, but I thought there's eight. Eight. Yeah, seven. but it can. Th- anyways, it can it can get very specific and sometimes like scarily accurate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like if you haven't if you haven't experienced getting oh, your seven full chart plus Pluto. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, if you haven't got like experienced your full chart reading before, don't don't shit on astrology because you don't know. Yeah, we're I, op- I, I we're personally open for bookings. Um, oh. ten dollars per person. I'm joking. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty cheap. Hey yo. <laughs> I personally respect it so much that I don't think. I will like put out myself out there and be like, no, I can totally just give you this for you. I do it more like a fun thing that I like to do for myself. I, I, it's like a hobby, but it really has been part of my life for so long that I just want like like to call it more kind of like a lifestyle mm-hmm. POV. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna explain just very basic stuff so people can at least know about this. So I'm gonna talk about. The sun sign, I'm going to talk about the rising, the moon sign, and maybe a little bit of Mercury, Mars, and Venus, because I think that's, I think the easiest to understand very, like, lightly, and that you can, I guess, experience easier in your life and be like, oh, yeah, actually, kind of behave that way sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I like to start with the sun sign, because that's basically the sun, the, the zodiac sign, sorry, that 
people will tell you that you are kind of like libra here <laughs> you virgo yeah so that's the one based on your birthday right and you're literally the the main source so like the sun kind of like in different cultures it kind of represented like this like god of like uh that brought the vital like aspects of life that made you feel like the basic essence of like your life you know mm -hmm. so kind of like i think uh, it might be wrong but hopefully in the greek like mythology i think it's called apollo and i think it kind of represents like you know the basic thing uh, say that you're making a cake POV the base of it or like a paint and then you paint them in white first that is what th this is it's kind of like your the base, base. <laughs> yeah, yeah? Uh, I like to call it that way so as for her that is a Libra kind of like a very balanced diplomatic kind of a person kind of creative open-minded kind of like I'm gonna hear your story but also your story too so maybe I don't like miss out or to what have you said to say and if you see her in your like in her daily life she's not very like confront confronting she's more like peaceful she's more like no let's talk about it why do we have to fight over this kind of like person so I, I see a lot of her Libra energy a lot like in, in the first <laughs> like aspect of it then as to for me, but I'm a Gemini, I think it goes in a very similar way if you think about it. Because a Libra is like a balance of two like things like this. And a Gemini is like two faces. And I think it's kind of like, it's, it's the same, but not really. It's kind of like Gemini, it's I can be this way sometimes and I can be this other way sometimes. Versus she can see both sides and see them. It's kind of like tricky, but I think... That's a good way to put it out there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, I have my days in which I am totally, like, extroverted and kind of, like, hyped. And then I am just in my house and I don't want to come out. I'm just like, oh, bye. So, like, it's kind of like that. Her rising or the rising sign, I will explain in kind of, like, this is your body right now. <laughs> and then you kind of, like, I don't want to say mask because I think mask sounds like it's a fake thing. It's more like a layer that's on top of your body it's that is like how you present yeah how you present to people how people see you when they just met you and it's kind of like <laughs> intrusive sometimes i like to think <laughs> um for example she has a leo a leo rising oh <laughs> gee. oh gee oh, and geez. i think it's it's funny because if you see amber kind of like a leo it's kind of a more dominant they say the leo's rising have like good hair i don't know but look at that I mean, that's <laughs> uh, but it's more like kind of like a more like center of attention kind of like type of person kind of like wherever she walks in she might be the one that is like talking to other people and getting the eyes to her and it, it can go in like different ways maybe sometimes she i don't know she will like to like maintain like the control of like a conversation but that's not bad it's just like kind of like being participant in the conversation like not being like left out like a leo like a lion so i i find that very like hilarious because sometimes she's like she's like that and I, I i wouldn't like explain it very well and then i saw her leo rising and i was like oops this is why <laughs> i don't think it's bad i think it's beautiful they also said that having like Leo rising is very like attractive for your chart. So, I mean, if we think about it, Dua Lipa is a Leo. 
<laughs> and I don't know if that says a lot to you, but it says a lot to me. <laughs> Dula Peep. Oh, yeah. Oh. She's very... Interesting. <laughs> like, she's very outgoing, but she's also very centered in her, like, style. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a confident boost that they have that I think it's very perceptible, in, I, I guess, what, what I see of her. Then I have a cancer rising, which... Trust me, it was very hard to admit to say it like live. <laughs> because to me, having a cancer like rising, which is like a mass is that I'm perceived very like sensitive, vulnerable to people, kind of like I take care of them, kind of like mom typey. <laughs> mm. So the fact that I have it as how people perceive me and see me the first times, I guess they feel very cozy to hang out with me. They feel very safe, kind of like. And I, I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I don't think that's the true self. Imagine, I know, I know, I have a perfect metaphor. Imagine the rising, like, as a door. And it's constantly, like, there, like, closed. And maybe it could be perceived as a painting or something. And that out of nowhere, you meet someone and you like them so much that you open that door. And you let them inside of you so they can see more, like, the sun sign in mm, you. So yeah. it's kind of, like... It's true because I think I am very kind with people when I meet them. I'm like, oh, yeah... You're okay, but then when they get to know me, they get to see maybe how I rationalize things, how I see the ideas of things, and then they get to know me in what I am, I guess, more. Mm -hmm. Right? I think those are the most, like, um, that you will find everywhere, and people like, what's your rising? Like, mostly because those are, like, the most evident. Mm -hmm. But then if we're going to go deeper, like, a metaphor for the sun is the moon. The moon is always perceived as this, like, feminine, like, energy, because... It doesn't have a light of her own. I think it's the sun that brings her the light and can be, like, perceived. So it kind of, like, you know, it's that, like, meant for concept of, like, receiving and kind of, like, giving. Mm. That's why it's perceived as the feminine. And it's our emotional side. Side. (laughs) And so... It's kind of of like how you react to emotions, how you behave with people, kind of, like, more sentimental kind of typey <laughs> and so i think it's important to think about it as a major aspect about your personality i think i don't underestimate the moon at all i feel like it's 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 how like that's why people get so affected when there's a full moon or kind of like mm. just the beginning of a phase the because it's be cray during the full moon it's so sure and people that are born on like the first stages of the moon phases, kind of like this babe here. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think yours is like a waxing crescent. Crescent. Okay. Yeah. It's more like the beginning quarter of the phases, which is means that in this lifetime she will be more of a learning individual, kind of like hearing things, kind of like understanding things rather than one that will teach. But that's not like bad because I think those people are the ones that learn faster pay attention to detail faster and they're more like impressed of the moment type i personally i am a waxing givos moon which i just She's learned the opposite of I'm me i'm the opening a quarter oh. before full which makes us so competitive again <laughs> I, that reminds me of the like there's like this moon filter going viral on yes, tiktok on right TikTok. now where you put in your they kind birthday of like slide together yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you put in your partner's birthday, and if your moons, like, complete each other, then you're soulmates. It would kind of be, like, ours would be, like, a donut. We'd have a circle in the middle. Because, like, I'm just, like, a sliver, and then Deanna's the other sliver. Interesting. Everything's about bagels. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, I think it's 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 very important. And I don't know, full moons. Am I like am I right? Do you not feel like enraged in those days? It's because your energy is like to the fullest point that it could be. So you're probably done that day. You're like, oh, I just want to go. I just want to sleep. I hate it here. And then the next day you will come and you're like, actually. I'm fine. It's because the moon just started over. It's kind of like so fun to think about it that way. I don't know. Um, I'm going to briefly explain what the astrology houses are because I think it's very important. I don't think it's mentioned in a lot of like videos or podcasts that I've seen. So I'm just going to briefly talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um, so imagine that there's like 12 houses per sign and each one represent like that aspect about life for example the first house is the aries house is the beginning of all the zodiac signs right so it's like the childhood house it's like where you come from your roots kind of mm. so i think if you think about oh i have gemini in the first house it's different it's because this zodiac sign is behaving inside this house it can be uncomfortable or totally comfortable for them kind of like you if you went to someone's house that you don't like and kind of you have to leave there and just be like oh kind of like the same thing happens here example she has a um moon in sagittarius in a fifth house and the fifth house is house of like pleasure <laughs> house of like on live tv <laughs> No. <laughs> not that kind of i mean it could be but like i mean like fun like activities like going out like having like a first experience literally for the first time like that joy of that first time so it means like amber loves and it's the best of herself emotionally like emotionally like the moon when she's able to connect with her inner child when she's mm. able to do activities that remind her of youth of like just being free in that moment, her emotional side is the most stable. <laughs> that's what it means. And you would say that's accurate? I'd say so. I feel like um, I play a lot of Minecraft. So that's a lot of childhood <laughs> like repression that I've brought back into my youth. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. But no, I do see it like every day. Say I, um, I don't know, say we go to the beach. I'm the one that's like picking up crabs and like trying to put it in everybody's faces because it's a little bit scary. Just funny things, I guess. <laughs> Just yeah. funny things, I guess. The Sagittarius moon, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and having that Sagittarius moon, which is like the moving, like, zodiac sign, is the one that likes to travel. Sagittarius is all about creative, all about, I don't want to be in one place at the same time. She gets bored so easily that it's kind of ridiculous at times. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> no monotony in this household, uh-uh. <laughs> true i get restless more mm. i don't know i feel like um say i'm reading a book <laughs> i can be so into that book i can finish it in one go or i stop and i never come back to it mm. there's no in between Beth. Oh, none <laughs> <laughs> oops um so yeah i think for her in her emotional like aspect having that there also means having someone that can bring that like diversity of like activities in her life like if someone is very like still tells her no let's just stay here all day every day and do the same things over and over i don't think she she will be comfortable at no i think 
that's what it means. It means someone that needs to, I don't know, go and paint out of nowhere. And then, <laughs> oh, no, let's just go to a rave. I don't know. We've never been to a rave. I don't know. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been either, but I'm... We're let's game go it. to a rave let's together. Let's all go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that's, that's all I'm going to say about the moon right now. But definitely there's people that have like a... I think the Mayas... If I'm not, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I think I've read that they had a whole different like uh, calendar mm-hmm. for uh, the moon and Venus and the sun. So it kind of oh. like makes it be like more special or more important, you know. Yeah. So kind of yeah. like I think, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. So we can talk about a little more about the others. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think I tried yesterday to immerse amber a little bit more about it because i wanted her to be more conscious of her like <laughs> self as well and, and then i decided to compare to both of us to see the compatibility i feel like when people go to like astrologists they go to understand how could they be more like healthy with their partner mm-hmm. how they can fix a relationship with i don't know a family member and i think that's that's so fair <laughs> like i i would totally do that as well if i will be in like in a place where I do not understand something and I go for it and I try to read it and I still don't go for it. I feel like I've had a couple of friends back in Colombia that have taught me a little bit about astrology and that's because of them that I went even deeper into researching some like sites and websites. And I think thanks to them <laughs> today I can say that I could comfortably like read a little bit and be kind of like 50 50 in what i think it's true about it like i feel so deep like there's so many like deep planets that they need more time to analyze because it's not they don't turn as soon as the other planets that go around very fast they take like a whole year to turn Mm -hmm. so it means that mm, that energy will take years to understand how you changed in that energy particularly that's why they say that there's like generation trauma or there's like people from a certain like year that behave very weird it's because of that those planets which is also very interesting (laughs) so there's that um you have an example of of that like a specific one or well i guess i can talk a little bit about okay i think saturn Mm -hmm. which is you know the the one that has like meteorites like all around like the rings yeah that planet represents like boundaries, like uh, what you have as limits, right? So if you think about it, for a generation could be uh, something related more like with a finan- financial like state. So maybe that whole round of people for the whole year that were born kind of have that into consideration all the time. Like, oh no, we have to pay this. We have to think about this. And then another one could be more like free and be like Aquarius and be like, no, we have to be creative. We have to express ourselves like this one. For example, this right now is Aquarius. So shout out to all the people (laughs) that feel like they need to express themselves and be creative for whatever the reason. It's because of that. (laughs) So (laughs) that's important to, to think about it. Like I like the concepts behind the planets and how they express in people i feel like it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. and so jupiter is the planet of luck and you may think oh why why is the planet of luck well it's because it's so huge that it stops the earth from getting like meteorites Mm -hmm. sorry my english is broken but you know and it means that's what it means luck for us because it's stopping stuff for getting in here and like killing us and destroying us so it's like 
the way that we analyze it is that luck in your life, which is kind of oh, like, okay. it's kind of it's kind of cool. So, uh, one of those phrases that I've heard a lot in like astrology discussions is um, about Mercury being in retrograde, and everybody seems super freaked out about that. So, can you explain what that means and why it's so important? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my best shot at that. Yeah, I think. For stars, I have to explain then what Mercury like relates to, right? So Mercury, it's kind of like the plan of communication, kind of like the plan of your mind, basically. How you, uh, okay, so like as in a little format, in Mercury, the planet, there are a lot of like stuff going on inside of it. Like there's a lot of like air, like a lot of like dust, storms, like a lot of things literally happen in the planet that makes it feel, and it's also the fastest planet to turn around. You know mm. what? Like, I don't, I cannot tell you the like numbers right now, but I know it's the fastest, which will associate with ideas, with thoughts, with like the way that we think. So if you put it as it's in your mind and it's going to the opposite energy that it's supposed to go, like it's in an uncomfortable position, then everybody's mind is kind of like, bugging them it's kind of mm -hmm. like Trapped. like like going in like reverse mode kind of like if you have everything good in your life then you're thinking that everything is bad or you're thinking or you're putting everything into consideration you're thinking what am i doing with my life right now so that's why people are saying oh no mercury's in retrograde everybody's mind is it's bad it's kind of like <laughs> like a meme type because yeah. it's kind of like yeah your mind is totally going backwards to what it's supposed mm -hmm. to be doing right now so <laughs> um talking about that i'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about like ours maybe you have our same mercury's and y'all now you know a little bit um so this girl here she has virgo mercury and i have a gemini mercury and as <laughs> as to what you will expect each planet is ruled by like zodiac signs because it's like their natural state is the zodiac signs that rule this planet the ones that are comfortable in it and luckily <laughs> mercury is ruled by virgo and gemini so it's like <laughs> we got lucky i don't know we got, we lucky. got lucky or we're just overthinkers too anyway <laughs> so having it like in virgo means that she's very practical, like, she has a lot of, like, quick ideas to solve, like, difficulties or, like, problems, that she has a clear mindset, that she can be open-minded, that's kind of what it means, and for, like, a Gemini more, it's more, like, it's more, like, analytic kind of type, it kind of, like, is reading a social scenario, and, academic. or academic, and be, like, oh, I understand this, this is this and that, and kind of like explain concepts that could be very like hard to explain in like small or tiny like concepts. You know, I don't know how to, mm -hmm. me being like the opposite right now. Anyway, the point <laughs> is that I think it's very comfortable. I think hers is on the third house, which is the house of environment, which if I'm not wrong, it's a Gemini house, which I think leads for her to be in a place and then understand the place and kind of like be useful in the environment i think that's how i will explain it like she she'll be here right now <laughs> with everybody in this room and like look at everyone and kind of like understand what's going on and kind of like really pay attention to detail probably sherry knows the pins that you have on yeah i can guess <sighs> okay what <well. laughs> Go. Okay, Bethany has a pride pin. I saw it. It's got the flag. 
She's also got she, her pronoun pin. It's orange. She's wearing um, a rainbow lanyard. And there's also another pin on there. It might just be the flag. It's what? Yeah, let's go! Yeah. Oh, oh. Pride pin. Pride pin. Pronoun pin. Well, my, ba- my bad. It's in the stars, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's in the stars. So I think um, sometimes people ask me, do you have a favorite planet? Yes, I do. And yes, it's Mercury. <laughs> I think it's so, I don't know, beautiful looking planet. I think it's very kind of like yellowish, kind of like orangish a little bit. And I think the fact that it represents the mind, it really resonates with me. I think to every situation that I do, I think I always ha- kind of like, sometimes it's not good, especially when it's emotions, because you don't rationalize emotions. Emotions. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> That's not English. Uh, you don't rationalize emotions. You kind of like just feel them, mm. which is hard if you have in your Venus or in your Mars, like a very rational zodiac sign, because then when you're in the moment, then you kind of just like... Yeah, I remember you telling me about... Because I have Virgo and Mars, right? And that's like... (laughs) (laughs) You do. She does. (laughs) Okay, so... Yeah, elaborate. You yeah. can explain what they that need means. To know. Um, yeah, I think that's a good transition. To expose myself there, but go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to the club, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, yeah. We can move on to Mars right right away, right like that. Um, so, yeah, she has a Virgo in Mars, which kind of is like a very analytical, kind of like uh, rational zodiac sign. Kind of like think about things, kind of like how do we do things better. And if you think about it as to the you know sorry like the planet of like sex kind of like the planet of passion then it means that she will put into like perspective a lot when she's in that like those scenarios like she will rationalize them rather than just let herself be in it which it could be fun but definitely is like an opposed energy right Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i don't know you can tell us if you agree with that (laughs) or no i mean um like being, I am asexual, and I think that's definitely part of it. Where mm-hmm. I see <laughs> when I like sex is just a very kind of yeah, like I kind of see it from a distance mm. and like think about it in a very like rational, like logical way instead of yeah, it would be very hard for me to be in an intimate situation and just feel it out. Like I would, I would be overthinking it the whole time. I, yeah, I know okay. that about myself. Yeah, what's well, good? Okay. Honestly, it's in the stars as well. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it's it's either bad or good. Mm. I just think it's like a fact, something that you, if you understand, you're like, oh, this is why this is kind of like strange to me. <laughs> well, it's it just it's just good to know. I I think I personally have my Mars on Gemini, which also kind of is like a very thinking zodiac sign. And what it happens to me is that I will not have sorry sex <laughs> with i already cursed so much anyway have sex with someone that i don't think shares my moral code or like kind of like my ideas mindset typey mm. because i i don't feel like there's a point of it like i want to f- make like a future like fusion like semen universe typey with someone <laughs> that <laughs> i think resonates with me kind of like that we can bond over our thoughts and ideas like what if you have sex with the most beautiful person, and then out of nowhere, they're like, so yesterday, I kind of, like, slapped my puppy. 
that would be so bad so like i yeah. think i couldn't do it unless i know their mind first for sure so um yeah that's my mars over there as to opposed to her she has mars in a very comfortable like study extent she has it in libra too which luckily libra and gemini are very compatible so i think it, it's fun it's like she makes me feel like it's a fun thing to do and like we can have fun together doing it rather than I have to think about it more <laughs> or I have to only think about it superficially like she understands me when I'm like maybe all in my head kind of like it's more docile with me I don't know how to explain that but it it's kind of like that I, yeah <laughs> um so we can talk about our Venus and we could talk about what everybody wants to talk about sometimes that is love I think it's more like a romantic kind of love, more like a sensual love rather than like erotic connection. kind of okay. love. Sorry, yeah. Like Connection-wise? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like okay. romance, kind of like, you know, it, in Greek mythology, I think it's Aphrodite. It's kind of like mm. that beauty like of things, of a person, of someone that is represented like very this, you know, hearts, kind of pink energy, I don't know, <laughs> and... I think I have mine on Taurus. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of more like an earth sign that it is Taurus. It's kind of more like I like to touch things. I like to smell things. So I think when I'm in love with someone, they have to smell good, kind of. <laughs> Whoa, that is stretching it. <laughs> but we caught it on camera, so anyway. <laughs> kind of like they have to have a very uh, comfortable exterior kind of not mm-hmm. that they have to look a certain way but they have to be very confident and very like taking care of themselves physically yeah for me to be able to perceive them be like comfortable like literally with them and i think it's kind of like a little bit superficial i know but i think it's a it's in the house that it's supposed to go i think venus is supposed to be taurus and libra ru- ruled mm. so i think for real hey yeah oh shoot <laughs> so I think we're doing that again. She's Libra, Venus, and I'm a Taurus. So interesting. So we're gay, basically. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. so I think when we're like in the romantic aspect of things, I feel like we're both very, very gay, <laughs> very romantic, very kind of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna bring you flowers. Oh yeah, let's like a bath with like aromas or like kind of like. Oh, bath Candles. bombs? We've been into bath bombs a lot. Um, <laughs> bath salts. Oh my god, we love that stuff. And we're like anyway, totally comfortable Venus. with that. Like, we're not tabooing it. We're just like, let's do this or that. And it's like very like balanced. I don't know. Uh, as opposed to, say, you have a Venus on, I don't know, I'm going to say one, Pisces. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Pisces is very like romantic, but in a way that it's like more like, okay, you're, you're going to be with me then write me letters kind of like take care of me be soft with me be gentle with me and it's a more like like sensitive energy and it's kind of like oh no i'm gonna protect you kind of type type he as opposed <laughs> as like venus and libra that are more like oh we're together <laughs> kind of like you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so um I don't know. I'm going to expose my sister right now, but she Oops. has Pisces on uh, we love you. Venus, okay. Mars and Pisces, and Mercury on Pisces, which is a triple Pisces, Pisces oh, yeah. which wow. makes her someone that not only like in her dating life, but 
in her mindset. She's always very, like, vulnerable, very sensitive, very kind of like, no, protect me, kind of like, I, I'm, I'm innocent, kind of like. And she's the best example. Like, if you will meet her someday, <laughs> she's, she's most like it. Like, you know her, so you can agree or yeah, deny. Yeah, I can second that. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Yeah, hearts. Yay. Shout out. Um, so... I don't know. And they people say, like, could you tell by a zodiac sign if someone is, like, a bottom? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yes well, and no. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Get into I, it. <laughs> I, 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 I can say that I've seen, like, some similar traits in people that have, like, told me that they're, like, <laughs> submissive or dominant in a relationship. And I, I find that, like, like, true. Yeah, you could, I guess. <laughs> like, if you have a Mars that is very Pisces, you're more likely to be more, like, submissive. Yeah, in, like, a relationship. Not only sexually, but I mean, like, more, like, passive in the way that you react to things. And that could be in any kind of person. Like, it doesn't matter if they're gay or not, or if it's, a, like, a straight relationship, it's a guy. Then it means it's more like a listener guy, the guy that is just, like, there and kind of, like, listens to their partner and be like, oh... Uh, no, I understand you, I hear you, I want to make you feel like I hear you and I'm here for you, kind of like energy, which I, it's totally respectable. <laughs> I, I think because my Mars is in Gemini, it's very both. <laughs> it's kind of like some days I wake up and I'm like, okay, no, let's do this and that, and then the other days I'm just like, no, I don't know, let's do what you want to do. <laughs> and she can agree or die. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's true, it's a true story. Yeah, I see. <laughs> but um yeah i don't know um aries in mars anyone that has aries in mind and tells me that they're not like the like <laughs> the dominant source in their relationship they're lying <laughs> they're <laughs> lying we know we see they're lying. <laughs> or like a fire sign there like i don't know sagittarius leo oh my god leo in mars jesus Mm-mm. christ you better watch out yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I don't. It's not a red flag. I think it's actually a green flag, but I'll be intimidated for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's spicy. It's spicy. just spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's so interesting. What would you recommend for people who are interested in astrology and want to know more about their own charts? Like, where can they go to find this information? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I personally like two websites. I. I'm not being paid for this, but I think <laughs> not, sponsored. I, not sponsored. Not sponsored, but you're welcome. Um, if you speak Spanish, uh, there's a website called uh, Los Arcanos, and it's kind of like you can put on Google just Carta Astral, which is birth chart, and Los Arcanos, and then you put your literally your birth date. Your you need to know your time of birth. The to time, where, where and um, uh just you know the year yeah. the basics and it's because <laughs> of the you know the coordinates of the sky where you are born is necessary because it's not the same the same day at the same time but then you're leaving canada and i live in colombia it's a whole different thing mm-hmm. because the sky is showing different constellations at the time in that side <laughs> so i feel like it's very accurate if you, you think about it it's kind of like magical anyway uh mm-hmm. so those are kind of for people that speak spanish i think there's like a way that you can just put like translate the website and it works the same but yeah absolutely if you go online and you search up like birth chart kind of situation but yeah. if you speak in english astroseek 
like seek a seeking astroseek.com and then you can put like birth chart there it's also it's a, a very good one as well i think i i really like to use costar okay oh um, yeah i've heard of that it's yeah, an it's app good. right it is yeah it does take off a, like a lot of data but it doesn't really i just have like cod mobile and minecraft taking <laughs> up a lot of storage but um no uh, costar is good for kind of comparing with your friends you can add people so that you kind of see mm. like oh beth is oh struggling right now yeah. so I, i'm oh. gonna text her you know <laughs> but i use that a lot mm, i think uh, i haven't explored that one very much but if she recommends it, maybe there's something there's that I'm missing. No. But um, I'm thinking in AstroSeek, they have a very, like, very long, like, description of each. So maybe you can have a better insight of it. Because sometimes interpreting is, like, I think the hardest part about mm, everything. Because time. it will have to be, <laughs> like, you have to analyze yourself very much to see how this energy is, like, showing in you. <laughs> I personally got shocked yesterday when i found out i have like three of my planets in the same house which as i explained is just like imagine that all the zodiac signs are kids and they're very like in their energy very like like wild and they are grow up in this house and then they just leave and then you are born and then a new kid goes in that maybe is not their like house so it kind of like it reacts to it and because i have three on the same one which is um the 12th house, which kind of relates a lot of, like, self-sacrifice, <laughs> kind of, like, putting yourself to help others. Because I have it in three of my most important, like, planets, I could see that a lot in myself, and I did never under, like, understand why I am like that. Like, I think I'm always wanting people to feel better with themselves, kind of, like, I don't care if I have to sacrifice, I don't know, my time, my, my energy. If at the end they tell me, I feel better now, I feel better now, I think... I get a recharge or something. It's so strange. And <laughs> seeing it in so many, I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I see it too, honestly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. If you have, I think it's if you have three times the zodiac sign repeated in your chart, if you can see it as a ball of like more larger energy of that zodiac sign in you, <laughs> as, 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 compared to like little energies you have a big one of that one because you have it's combined and my sister example i get my sister again she has she has three aries three taurus and three pisces wow so she's very like i don't want to balance but not really not balanced but her like actions are are more like defined you know Mm -hmm. like maybe you could see where she's going because She's not going to, like, doubt it. She's like that, and that's it, <laughs> you know? And I think that's valuable, too. I feel like it has helped her to understand herself as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested about astrology and you want to look a little bit more into yourself, I would totally recommend it. I feel it's a lot of, like, insight. It's kind of, like, therapeutic, I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. you it's like seeking into your inner traumas a little bit <laughs> because there's also a part of it that is called the Lilith and Kiron which are, like, basically your traumas. I don't know if you've heard about them at all. I think I told you a little bit the other day. And yeah, yeah. I think in AstroSeek, you can look a little bit about that. It's just Lilith is like the black moon. It's kind of like the dark side out of things, out of you. So if you look at your Lilith there, you can see what's hitting in you that nobody knows. And then 
you can read it and be like, oh my God, yeah, I am like this. <laughs> or kind of like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. I don't know, what, whatever. And then Chiron is more like, you know, the Sagittarius like uh, sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he got hit by an arrow and it's immoral. So it's always suffering forever until, you know, it like ended up being a constellation kind of like gave up on that but the the point and the metaphor is to say that it's something that you will have to live with your lifetime like like a trauma or like an issue and i feel like i read mine and i was like uh versus like seeing it like oh no this is my downfall i'm gonna have to deal with this it's more like okay i'm aware that my tendencies to go in this direction are very clear Mm -hmm. so now that i'm aware i can have more actions to like you know, go and be confront cautious. it. Yeah, yeah, be cautious in it. Like, yeah. So it's more of like a tool of mm-hmm. understanding yourself and like seeing where your downfalls are and working against or like working with that in mind rather than this is exactly how I am and I can't change. Oh, absolutely. I feel like, um, I don't know, I've never been into astrology, but then Deanna came into my life <laughs> told me everything Oops. about myself and I was like, the stars told you that? Okay. <laughs> But I see it, honestly. I think it's a, if I will classify it as a type of astrology, I'll, more like a horoscope or not horoscope, but more like an oracle. I think it's kind of like a evolutive astrology. I'll call it that, like that for me. Because as you go with it, you evolve. You kind of like transcend the person that you used to be because now you're aware and you have decided that you want to be more than what you were previously, which is... I think is more important rather than to me to go to someone oh when can I go uh, and be more rich about it or can I go think about like something like more like therapeutic for me I don't yeah. think I'm oh I want to know what I'm gonna be doing in 10 years now it's not I the kind like that you, I, you use it as a tool to work on yourself as opposed to like oh Beth did you know that I'm a Libra <laughs> like it's so cool like Deanna you really reflect on it and I feel like you mm-hmm. use it to grow within yourself between the connections you make with other people oh yeah and I don't know it just I, I'm tired sometimes of people like thinking that it's just oh you're a witch or things like that like they associate it right away to like yeah like oh, you witchcraft. can read my yeah, yeah you can read my future kind of typey and I'm like okay First off, <laughs> those are very different, like, things. Like, from the beginning of time, men has always been interested in stars, of, like, analyzing them, of, like, relating them to themselves because they're just there. <laughs> and they're, it's, it, like, if you see each culture, Egyptians, Greeks, like, uh, Romans, uh, Mayas, they all interpreted the stars, and if you, like, round them all up, it's kind of, like, the same way, kind of, mm-hmm. like, the same energies and kind of, like, same theory. I think, yeah, same theory. And I think it's beautiful mm-hmm. because of that. I feel like it's n- it doesn't leave any, like, ideas out of it. I feel like it's very, like, true to itself, to its roots. And I think it's constantly evolving. And someone to say, oh, I don't believe in that. I don't, it's like saying, uh, like, go to me and talk to me after you understand where it comes from. And then maybe, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll leave with that. But when they tell me no, it's just, it's just witchy things. I don't think it's true. I think you're just trying to guess things when I think it's very like related to astronomy and like thoughts of the past. It so it's annoying. It does. And like you feel like 
say I practice like just a little bit. Don't get ca- like call me a witch or anything. Witch. But <laughs> a witch. But like say white magic is completely different than black magic, which is a totally mm-hmm. different podcast. But um yeah. <laughs> <Stay> tuned. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like the astrology there's kind of more formula more formula to it instead of like like I would do I would practice white magic say for like I don't know, not to gain stuff, but to, like, have insight as well. So, like, astrology kind of goes hand in hand, but it's not magic. Yeah. It's very real. It's factual. And I think ultimately, like, it's just another tool for living your life more intentionally. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And, like, what I love about spirituality and how it encourages people to, you know, really understand themselves and understand the people around them. And and yeah, and just live life with intention Mm. and and for the purpose of connection and it's like we're yeah. strong believers yeah <laughs> it's really cool yeah well. it's it just and when people tell me oh uh you hate like religions like they assume automatically because i like astrology that i'm just like this t- person that just doesn't has lost their way <laughs> it's kind of insane because i think everybody's free to do whatever they want to do and believe and i think Astrology just just a way to perceive your life doesn't really mean that you're like devoted to like thought and a specific thought, you know. I just I have a lot of religious family, I said. And I'm still true to that. Like I was raised there and I never was like, You're bad because you believe in this. No, I actually was like, Well, if you believe in this, I respect you because you have your own life and you can do what you want to do as and just let me be doing what I like to do Mm. and I think it's just a nice tool to understand feelings and understand thoughts without like being very judgmental about it Mm -hmm. I think yeah I want to thank you both so much for yeah. coming on this podcast oh, and thank you. for chatting with me. This was super fun. I love it here. Yeah, we <laughs> had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it was a very insightful conversation. Um, I really loved like getting to learn more about both of you because, um, you know, I'm good friends with your sister, Maria, but um, the three of us haven't had the chance to spend much time it's together. True. So I got to change that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I look forward to doing that more in the future. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having us. We're ecstatic to be here supporting the gay community. Absolutely. I feel like she's got stuff coming on that is probably going to be even more amazing. And I just, I will recommend this podcast to everyone. That oh, I yeah. Know. We're looking forward <laughs> to everything else you bring to this podcast. So thank you so much for bringing you. it. You yeah. do a lot for this community. I think having a space to speak about what you love it is really what will change and make people feel more comfortable in the mm-hmm. future. So it almost makes me want to cry. Like I get emotional with <laughs> your message. So Let's cry together. <laughs> I'm doing it for you guys. Well, it's another win for the gays. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for inviting yeah, us. Thank you, Beth. Of course. <laughs>